sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Leap Lap, presented by, or powered by, if you want to say it that way, Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, we'll tell you more about what they've got going on in a little while, but uh, we appreciate Chris Hedinger and his staff uh, sponsoring this show and uh, also want to thank uh, all the folks at uh, Performance Motorsports Network for uh, being continuing to be our uh, live on-air partner for uh, our Race Chaser shows as well. Uh, my name is Tom Baker in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. Um, two of my uh, fellow race chasers are with me in the studio. To my right is Noah Lewis. To my left is Peter Strada. They are the high, high point hustlers, uh, both high point university students uh, who are very racing knowledgeable and uh, very good at the media work that they're doing. And uh, we're going to start off with uh, some talk about the Chili Bowl. And then at 8.15, we're going to stay on the dirt, but switch to sprint cars and talk to uh, Devin Borden a young man from Washington, the state, uh, who is making his full-time leap to ASCS competition in 2021. So we'll um, we'll talk to Devin here in a little while, but we're going to start with uh, the Chili Bowl. We've got James Mellick here also punching buttons, keeping us on the air. Um, I'll start with uh, Peter. Um, just Kyle Larson getting his second win. Um your thoughts on that and on the Chili Bowl week as a whole? I thought, given the circumstances with COVID and masks and everything, the week went off almost perfectly without a hitch. I think only a couple people had to be removed from the River Spirit Expo Center. And then. Did they actually have to? I think this? maybe one guy. Oh. And there was a video circulating on Twitter one day about it. <laughs> of course there was. It's always one guy, right? Yeah, one guy. But anyway, going to the actual A-main race, Kyle Larson put on a clinic. If you look at the box score, it'll look pretty boring because he started on pole and led every lap. But he was never out far by that much, and he got to a lot of traffic quickly. And he wasn't perfect out front. As I said on Inside Pastures now, he got up into the cushion a couple times. He looked like he was going to wipe out while leading. So he definitely kept everyone on their toes watching. And I can't say I'm that surprised with him winning because – if you look back at the Chili Bowl the last 10 or so years, there's been so many guys to be repeat winners. The only one who hasn't been was Brian Clawson back in 2014. You got the streak of Kevin Swindell winning. You got Averus two, and then Bell's three, and now Larson's two. So I can't say I'm that surprised to see Larson get a second golden driller. Yeah, I picked Larson heading into the, the Chili Bowl, and it's just because of the tear he's been on. I mean, ever since uh, making his return to the racing scene on, on the dirt side after uh, everything went down on the on the NASCAR side, he has just been on fire. I mean, almost unstoppable in certain in certain places. And, uh, and I felt like this would just go along with the storyline of Kyle Larson and his return to the Premier Series where he wants to, to be back at. And we know he's coming back, too, with Hendrick Motorsports in the five car. So I think this really kicks uh, Kyle Larson's season off with a great start, um, his racing year, that is. And uh, and I really think that, at, like Peter said, on the box score, it may not look like the Chili Bowl was too uh, entertaining. It looked like maybe it was a Kyle Busch show. But watching that ra- – or sorry, Kyle Busch, uh, a Kyle Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Larson show. But watching that race, um, you could definitely tell that it wasn't. Like Peter said, he got up on the cushion sometimes. And and when Christopher Bell was coming, I thought Christopher Bell was going to get there. He also hit that cushion, and that's what sent him flipping and flying about four times through the air, luckily uh, getting out of that car. But Kyle Larson didn't get away too far. He he had a a, comp- a competitor uh, close behind him behind him that whole time. I can't talk tonight. I don't think. <laughs> I think you 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 got it all out on uh, the inside pass earlier. That's and right. Now you don't have anything left in the tank. Um, I I actually thought this was kind of um, I don't know. I I mean Kyle had track position obviously starting from the pole, so you know he kind of ran away with it for a little while. Justin Grant kept him honest, but I don't know that I ever felt like Justin had a shot to pass him. I think Christopher Bell was the only mm-hmm. one that we saw that would have had a chance. And of course, uh, Bell's quote after the race, I was either going to win it or wear it. And we saw how that turned out. He wore it. Um, so 
you know, I thought Kyle had a pretty easy time of it for the most part, even though he says he didn't. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, Tanner Thorson was actually the show coming from the back. Mm-hmm. He and uh, and Darren Pittman um, both came to the top five from the back of the field. And uh, I don't know that TV made nearly as big a deal out of either of them as they should have. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, overall, I mean, I thought it was okay. I I just wish they would figure out how to start the main event yes. at an <clears throat> earlier hour. Mm-hmm. I, I understand you want the primetime aspect, but, you know, us East Coasters, I don't know that we want to be sitting up till 1 in the morning waiting for this thing to finish. Um, you know, maybe you start the, uh, the overall alphabet soup an hour or two earlier in the morning and... Um, you know, and then uh, and, and then try to make it so that you've got only the the C and the B run those quickly and um, try to start your A main by you know at least ten or ten thirty. Um, you know, then they have the driver introductions. Yeah, I was going to say maybe see it. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know? maybe we can move that driver intros from off the, the racing surface that yeah. they just fixed up and have to go back over and maybe into more of like the infield. I know it's a small tight little area yeah, there but th- there's something do, but... that's kind of gotta happen there um because it is the biggest spectacle to start off the year in the dirt racing side yeah. and and uh it is something that everyone does want to see and on the broadcasting side of things they had more opportunities for you to see it than ever before but yeah. like you said who is going to want to see it that much that uh i mean we were at a group we were watching as a group and we had a couple guys that were like we're gonna go catch a nap before this thing starts yeah, i mean that's the because thing because like, who's gonna want to sit there you, and when wait? you when you build your drama and you build to that a main and then you wait 90 minutes and the track's still mm-hmm. awful you know that was the other thing is i didn't think the track yeah. was all that great for the time they mm-hmm. spent uh you know make it they they could have left it the way it was after yeah. the B main and probably been just as well or better off. Um, so I'm, I was a little disappointed with some of that, but I don't want that to detract from the overall Chili Bowl week because I thought it was phenomenal. The flip count was a little bit less than usual. Um, there were some great performances during the week. I mean, I, I've got to give a call to Jesse Love on Friday who just had turned 16 the day before, which means he was barely old enough to even race the thing. Um, and he goes out, wins his heat and his qualifier, then finishes seventh in the, uh, in the main that night. He, he fell a little short in uh, the B main on Saturday, but man, that young man is going to be a real threat there oh, in yeah. the years to come. And I thought he put on a, um, a great show. Um, so overall, I, I mean, props to that. That's I, those events are not easy to run and put on and do all those things. So especially you know, not in, in the world we're in right now. Well, that's I mean, right. Even we, more so. we, we have our, we, we can all have our criticisms and I certainly had mine, but um, I want to balance that by saying, I thought overall it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was a really good event. Um, and, and really uh, again, Kyle Larson earned his win um, for sure. I just wanted to point out, I was looking at my phone, the clock, when the race was going on Sunday night. It started just past 1220, yeah. so it was technically Sunday morning, and I said this on Twitter that night. It's just prepping us for the chili, for the Rolex 24, where we're all going to be sitting <laughs> up for 24 yeah. hours. Well, yeah, but you're kind of buying into that. And, and that's why I said, I said, I can't believe Roger Penske survived the whole 24 hours. I was ready for a nap at 10 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. But, no, it was a, it was, it was a great week. Um, always loved that event. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to next year, obviously. And now we kind of fast forward because – you know the next major event on the motorsports calendar is is the uh, the roar i would say um that that's uh, coming up uh on at least uh, as far as the national stage goes and then you start thinking about the uh the rolex uh 24 um and then of course uh, all of speed weeks lights up in february and in between there we we've got in fact we it, it was this past weekend we had the arca testing um, which is always interesting because it gives you a look at some of the guys that may be running in the ARCA race, and then you've got a number of drivers who aren't old enough yet, but they want to get some laps, so they go test or whatever. So that's always fun. And uh, the the biggest announcement that I uh, have seen so far regarding the ARCA race is the fact that Rich Bickle is going to come out of retirement and drive for Empire Racing in the ARCA Series event at Daytona, and 
I would imagine that there's a big portion of our audience who's too young to even remember Rich Bickle racing. Um, he was big when I was a kid. He was a great late model racer and still does some of that, but hasn't raced a big car in years. But uh, coming out of retirement, great guy. Um, always has a good time with what he does, Peter. And so the ARCA race is so known for its youth. We get an infusion of, of a veteran now who who can come back. And I'll promise you, if that car is able to run up front, Richie Bickle will find a way to get it there. Well, ARCA's used, sorry, used to be about the old guys. Think back to yeah. Frank Kimmel or Bobby Gerhardt, who'd always seemingly every year win the Daytona race. But, yeah, yeah. seeing Rich Bickle back in a car is quite will be quite a sight to see come the Daytona race in a, about four weeks. Funny story, I was actually at the Petty Museum earlier today over in Level Cross and saw oh, a, wow. a Rich Pickle uh, truck license plate. It's kind of a funny coincidence there. Well, yeah, because I think Rich drove the That's Petty right. Enterprises he drove the truck. 43 45, is it 43 or 45? I think it was the 43. Okay. All right. Because for a while, he was, uh, he was running his 45. Yeah, 59 years old, hopping back in an ARCA car. I mean, that's pretty cool. He's known uh, on the short track level as a as a deep history in that. So, um, but yeah, like we said, we used to see the old more of the older guys in the ARCA series. Yeah. So uh, I think it'd be cool to to see someone like he, you know, come in and and maybe uh, show these kids what 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 it's all about. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, like I said, Rich. Rich is a is a very personable guy, so he's going to add some flavor to uh, the Daytona ARCA race for sure. Um, you know, and again, uh, next we, we start thinking about the Roar and uh, what's going to happen at the Rolex. And, of course, uh, once again, it seems like we're always talking about Chase Elliott these days. Chase is in that race, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just part of the very busy offseason Chase Elliott has on track. We saw him run the snowball back before the Christmas break. We saw him this past week attempt the Chili Bowl his first time there. And now we're seeing him in the Rolex. Yeah, it, uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, Rolex 24 for sure. Okay, uh, Noah and Peter will head off and we will come back and reset the table. Devin Borden going to talk to us shortly about uh, his exploits uh, coming up in the ASCS Sprint Car Series. We'll be right back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. 
Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing home. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. If you, excuse me, if you are looking for uh, a new or used uh, trailer for any purpose, doesn't have to be motorsports. They have all kinds of trailers um, for all kinds of uses, whether you're pulling a horse or a cow or you're uh, into construction, whatever it is, they, they can accommodate you. Uh, and the more custom that you need it, the more they shine. Victory Custom Trailers does an amazing job And they are so confident in their ability to build you exact customized specifications for your trailer that they even give you away. You just go to their website at victorycustomtrailers.com. There's a button at the top that says design a trailer. Just click it and you literally can design your own custom trailer right from the website. They have about 200 new and used trailers on their lot in Michigan. Again, all varieties and uh, all the top brands, um, and they'll ship it anywhere. It doesn't even have to be in the U.S., uh, even if you're outside the U.S. listening to us, and you need a trailer, Victory Custom Trailers. Chris Hedinger and his staff are great friends of mine, and they are absolutely the best at what they do. So uh, look them up on the website. The phone number is on the site. You can give them a call and tell them what you're looking for. And if they don't have it on the lot, they will get it for you. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. We go to the phone line now and we bring out uh, 18-year-old Devin Borden. Devin is a driver from the state of Washington, a young open wheel racer, first time on the program, always Happy to have drivers on for the first time. It's a lot of fun. I had a chance to uh, talk to Devin for a little while recently. Just a um, a real talented young kid with a lot of passion and uh, making a move this year that uh, I love seeing, which is to go more uh, national series racing with the ASCS group. And uh, Devin's on the program now. Welcome to the show, Devin. It's good to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. How are you doing, Tom? Doing well. Um, first of all, for those who aren't familiar with you, give us about a minute or a minute and a half of your background. Well, I got I got quite the, the little story. So to start out, you know, um, I was born in a racing family. My grandpa did it. My dad did it. Um, my dad raced for 16 years um, and raced sprint cars for, I think, 13 of it or something, but... But, um, you know, I was uh, I was born into the family of racing. And matter of fact, my dad actually bought my first car when I was just six months old. And uh, <laughs> my grandpa, my my grandpa actually bought a grader and built a little track out of it in his backyard. <laughs> and I started practicing when I was just three years old. My dad had a tow rope um, that he'd always, uh, you know, be there in, in case I was in case it got a little too crazy. You know, he had to pull the rope to kill it. Um, but no, I mean, I've. I've came from uh, quite the racing background, and, you know, it's really been the only thing I've ever known. I, I remember growing up, every Saturday night, me me and my mom and brother, we'd all go and, uh, you know, go over to Grays Harbor Raceway and watch my dad race, and that's something I know I always really, really enjoyed, and, um, you know, it was super fun, and at one point, you know, I think I was about eight years old, um, you know, my dad, we were getting really serious with racing with me. We were starting to travel, doing regional racing, doing a little national yep. racing with the quarter midgets. Um, you know, how to hit some more grands and some of the really big races. And it just got to the point where my dad couldn't do both of us. It was, it was kind of either me or him. And, uh, 
you know, the great daddy was, you, you know, he, he decided he was going to give it up and, you know, essentially relive his dream for me. And that's kind of what we've been doing the past, uh, you know, 15 years, really. I mean, um, I mean, I just turned 18 now and man, it's really just been the only thing I've ever known. We just, we've been grinding at it from the time I can remember. And, um, you know, really, it's just, uh, it's, it's really been the only thing I've ever known. And, um, wow. you know, so, so, so really, I mean, it kind of takes us up to now, you know, I've kind of went up through the ranks and started in quarter midgets, got an outlaw cart, gained some experience there, then went up to a micro sprint. And, uh, then I, then I was 14. Um, I, I got two, two sprint car races in when I was 14. My dad actually had one of his old rollers. It was a little oh, wow. older, a little outdated, obviously, but it was sitting in the corner of his shop. And um, we knew that one day I was probably going to get behind the wheel of it. And, you know, w- one day we're out in the shop working on the micro or whatever, and, you know, me and my dad were like, you know what, maybe, we should, maybe it's time to, br- to uh, bring it out. And we got out of the corner, started working on it. He actually had a Donaut 410. Um, that he never sold when he sold all the rest of his stuff. And um, so he traded that 410 motor for a 360s from Steve Watt, um, who's like most people know as is like the Maxwell Industries. They make all the shock dinos for yep. um, for everything. Um, we traded that Donald 410 for one of his 360s straight across and uh, threw it in that old roller, got a decent seat for me, and... Um, you know, we, we, we pulled up to the first race, uh, my first ever sprint car race, and really that's kind of where, where it started, and it's just kind of kept going from there. We, we kind of, you know, first call, first year or so, we just kind of got our feet wet, still raced quite a bit of, of the micro and everything. Um, but, um, you know, then we then we've last couple of years, we've got pretty serious with the sprint car, and, you know, we actually just sold our micro the other day, my little brother had been racing it, but he's not really that interested in it anymore. So we sold that. Now we're full hands on deck on just the sprint car. So, um, you know, I mean, the last couple of years, like I said, have been been getting pretty serious with it. And, nice. Um, so, it definitely takes up a lot of time, as most people know, but um, I wouldn't want it any other way. So I guess that's a quick little background on me. It kind of takes, takes us up to uh, where we are now. But anyways, that's. Did a great job with that. And it's a great story too. third generation racer. Got your first car at six months old and uh man, no golf club for you. Uh, your dad, uh, your dad basically broke you in right quick. Uh, and that's great. I yeah. love that. Love that story. Okay. So you're, I know you're still in high school. Um, so how you, what made the, what went into the decision to go ASCS racing instead of maybe a different uh, sanction or a different tour. Uh, what made you decide on ASCS for this year? Well, so, um, you know, like we talked about, we're not a hundred percent sure yet if we're going to be able to do this full national tour right now, we're a hundred percent doing the first eight races from, okay. uh, from Arizona to California. to I believe devil's bowl it is, um, and then we're kind of going to see from there. You know, it's just me and my dad. We don't really have much of a crew. Uh, oh, wow. We got one guy this year. We, we got one guy this year, um, Doug Roots, who's probably going to be helping us out a lot uh, because it's really tough for my dad to be there all the time. So, and it's tough for Doug to be there all the time. So they're going to split half and half. So I got a, I, I got a crew guy, you know, because <laughs> you can't race a sprint car operation by yourself with me driving the car and all. So. I need at least one guy there at all times, and uh, Doug Roos is stepping up. He, I raced one of his cars, but last year or a couple years ago now, um, one of his sprint cars a couple times, um, and he really wants to help us out, which is super cool. And uh, you know, we're just kind of it's just probably just going to be us three for the most part. Um, and uh, you know, we're going to go out and do it. We're going to hit the first eight races, see where uh, you know, see where we are, see where we're at in points and everything. Financially, you know, we're not as stable as a lot of these other teams are. So, we're, we're, you know, we've always kind of played it race by race, and that's what we've had to do because, you know, we don't have the finances that a ton of these other guys yeah. do. Um, so, it's, it, you know, it's a struggle for us. Um, but with the money that ASCS can give you, uh, that gives you for the tow money and uh, everything else, 
you're almost guaranteed about 800 bucks a night if you're in the top 10 in points. Okay. So if if we could get that money, that's really that'd really uh, you know change change, change a lot because uh, without that money, you know, we were we wouldn't be able to afford to do it. So um, that's kind of where we're sitting at now. Um, the first eight races, and then we're just gonna we're gonna have to see where we're at from there. But um, we could end up doing you know just like uh, like throughout the West Coast uh, through California because they got a lot of really good races there too. Yeah, a lot of good drivers, a lot of good tracks, and uh, I think that you can get a lot of experience there as well. But what we'd really like to do is that full national deal, get back in the Midwest. I feel like um, you know there's a lot of recognition that you can gain there. And a lot of great tracks, a lot of great drivers. And, you know, back in the Midwest, it seems like that's where the holy grail of racing is at. So um, that'd be ideal. If it doesn't happen, then, um, you know, California would still be good. We're still racing. I feel like I could still get some the exposure I need there. But um, we're just going to have to kind of uh, see how everything pans out. But, um, you know, we're getting geared up to do this deal. Um, we, we got our main car, we got a, we got a spare roller. So, Good. um, we're, we're basically, we're basically there. We definitely got an old cheaper trailer that, uh, most people probably wouldn't go out on this national deal with, but, um, it's probably what we're going to have to end up doing, um, to make it happen. Um, but you know, I've been working on it every day, getting it set up better and better. And, uh, functionality wise, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's actually pretty nice to work out of. So, um, you just gotta, you know, might have to tighten a couple of screws here and there, but, um, overall it's, it, it's going to get us to the track and really that's all that matters. So, um, we're looking at possibly getting something else, but, um, if not, then, you know, this trailer will definitely, will definitely do us. So, um, that's kind of where we're sitting at. Um, we're not in the, like I said, we're not in a great situation, but I feel like we have everything that we need, Maybe not want, but everything we need to go do what we need to do. And, uh, you know, that's really all that matters. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to uh, hang on, if you will. We're going to put you back into the land of hold and let you listen to Todd Starnes for a little while longer. We're going to step aside on this show, take a break. We'll bring Devin out on the other side uh, and talk some more with him. We'll be back with more of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. 
So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Tyler the Trucker bringing us uh, back from break there. Tyler will be uh, starting his junior year, if you will, if you're doing high school uh, years, his junior year in the truck series. This is year three for him, uh, once again with GMS Racing. Welcome back to Lead Lap. We are broadcasting live from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. Tom Baker and James Mellick with you. And joining us on the program is Devin Borden. Devin, an 18-year-old sprint car racer out of the state of Washington, who told us in our last segment that uh, he is going ASCS racing, at least for their West Coast swing, the first eight or so races, with a two-man crew himself and another guy um that's uh that's dedication right there devin and uh we're pretty uh pretty uh excited to see how you can manage that uh i know you're not afraid of hard work because you're gonna have to do about half of it to, and then get in the car and go drive it at the track no that's that, that's absolutely right but you know like i say um uh, you know dreams don't work unless you do and uh, that's, you know, that's, that's my whole attitude. That's, that's what I go by. And, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get where I want to want to be in this sport. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's not easy. A lot of guys do what I, you know, a lot of guys wouldn't do what I do. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's like I say, hard work and, and dis- discipline never goes unrewarded. And, um, really, I'm just hoping at some point it all pays off, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always a lot of late nights and early mornings, but it's how it's usually been for me. And um, I've always had to, you know, work on my own stuff and be extremely involved in my own program. Sure. Unlike a lot of these other kids are that, you know, can show up and, um, you know, hop in the driver's seat and, uh, you know, go wheel the race car because they got mommy and daddy paying for everything to for, for, for all the work to be done on, on mechanics yeah. and this and that, you know. And it's never been that easy for me. And, um, you know, as nice as it, as it would be at times, um, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. I like to be, I like to be extremely involved in my own, my own program and my own car and my own everything. And, uh, you know, I think it makes me better behind the wheel because I know what's going on with the car and I know, uh, you know, everything that goes into it. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's one thing that, you know, can kind of separate me from a, from a lot of other kids my age is um is that you know i've yeah. always been very uh very involved and i've definitely had to put in the in the hard work with my own two hands because i really have never had anything handed to me i've always had to work for it um but you know it's, i feel like that's one of my strengths is you know i'm a very hard worker and um i got a i got a lot of de- dedication and stick to it stick to itness so um you know you, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, for sure. Where where would you like to go with your racing? What is your ultimate goal? Let's say, where would you like to be in five years if you could go anywhere you wanted to? My ultimate goal, you know, like a lot of lot of race car drivers say, you know, they like to make the NASCAR. That's always been my dream. It's what I'd really like to do. And uh, you know, I want to go to the top and and go and go down as being one of the best best oval track races that there is yeah i feel like i could probably end up um you know end up being a world of outlaws driver or um something else in the dirt track scene which would be fantastic don't get me wrong but i want to go down as as being being one of the best oval track races there ever was and i want and i want my 
my name on the Hall of Fame board, you know. And uh, I feel like as far as old track racing goes, NASCAR is the highest level that there is. And, um, you know, you, you're not, you're not going to go down as being one of the best ever unless you're in NASCAR. And that's one of the main reasons I want to do it. And, uh, you know, another reason is because, you know, I'd, I'd like to take my cause, which is uh, the Race for Dean Foundation, with me to the top. They've helped me out a little bit, and it's something I really believe in. And, um, you know, I feel that uh, it's something that all of us need to get behind. Okay. For the ones that don't know, the, the, so the Race for Dean Foundation is um, it's a, it's, it's a foundation, nonprofit, nonprofit organization, where um, basically they, they, they um, try to prevent um, you from uh, kids, especially teens and even adults. Um, basically, their whole message is that, um, you know, if, you're, if you got issues, you know, you don't have to solve the is- those issues with drug or al- alcohol abuse. And, um, you know, it's something I, I truly believe in, and it's something that, um, you know, I want to see everyone in the racing community get behind because it's a great cause. And, um, you know, if, if I were to make it to NASCAR, then I know that that cause would um, definitely – uh, you know, go with me, and I feel like that that enabled me to reach a whole nother level of people. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean. So, uh, but yeah, I mean the Race for Dean Foundation is something that uh, you know um, I'm definitely going to be pushing a lot this year. I haven't um, a ton in, in previous years, but it's something that you know I've I've came across, and it's something that I really believe in, and it's something that uh, we're 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 uh, well, everyone at Devon Borden Racing is definitely going to be su- supporting this year, uh, trying to get it out as much as we can. We're going to be running one of their stickers this year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, even being on the national level that I'm, that I'm hoping to be on this year, that's even, even going to enable me to reach a whole other level of people with that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, for I sure. That's, uh, this is, um, and again, for those of you listening, if you want to get more information on this foundation, it's spelled R-A-Y-C-E, Race Rudine, R-U-D-E-E-N, Race Rudine Foundation. Um, and it really is uh, an amazing organization, and it, um, it really focuses on the idea that, again, as, uh, uh, as uh, you, you have said, it's, it's all about... Uh, living a healthy lifestyle and um, being able to uh, overcome um, the urge or overcome the addiction if you're already there. And uh, it, it, there's a lot of information on their website. Um, and, you know, they, they really want to transform the understanding of addiction through supporting uh, an organization that promotes a healthy and addiction-free lifestyle. Um, so, Check them out, R-A-Y-C-E, Race Rudine, R-U-D-E-E-N, Race Rudine Foundation, and it's raceroudine.org is the website. So I'm glad you brought that up because I really did want to uh, to mention that. Now tell us, you know, quickly how you got to this organization because you have a very personal connection to this. Yeah, no, so um, Kevin Rudine, uh, he's a, he's a really big guy and, um, and, and sprint car racing and dirt, dirt oval yes. sprint car racing. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's one of, I'd say one of the world of outlaws, um, you know, most respected and, um, uh, you know, team, team owners. And he definitely has super nice stuff. And, um, I can I kind of came across him, um, and, uh, th- through a few different connections. And, uh, he told me to come on over to his shop. And I got to check his whole entire operation out. It was super, super neat. And, um, you know, he, he's uh, helping, me, helping me out a little bit with, this, with a little bit of fueling tires. Um, and, uh, you, but, but, you know, more than anything is, is the, the, the foundation that, uh, you know, I really came across from, you know, obviously him. And uh, the, he, he's obviously the founder of the foundation. Sure. Um, and it's because it was his kid, his son. Yes. Uh, race, uh, who, who died from, um, overdose of opioids. So, 
um, that's kind of how everything started there, and that's how I came across it. But uh, when it was brought to my attention, is something I was just like, wow, you know, this is something I really do believe in for myself, and uh, uh, it's something that I definitely want to try and uh, get recognized out there um, in uh, not only the racing community, but, you know, just everyone. It's, it's a real issue, and, um, you know, it, it's something really cool that they're doing. I know that, you know, Kevin told me that they're even going to some schools now, some high schools and middle schools and stuff. That's awesome. Um, and having these, these speeches and uh, lectures and, and walkthroughs of everything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's just super cool. And everything that you donate to them, uh, you know, goes so that they can go to more schools and, uh, uh, you, you know, get to these schools and, and uh, you know, spread spread the spread the lecture some more. So, um there, if, you, if you go to racefordeenfoundation.org, um, uh, there's a donate button there. And, um, you, know, it's, it's, uh, you know, if you can, donate a few bucks. If you can't, you know, just try to spread the word some more. For sure. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. So, um, no, definitely a great cause there. For those who are wondering um, about uh, Kevin Rudine and um, where do I know that name? Well, um, he's got an all-star uh, team together. Corey Eliason um, picked up actually a, a win for him uh, in September on the all-star circuit. And then uh, Tristan Thomas ran for him at the Chili Bowl in the midget uh, blue number 26 car. Um, Rudine Racing is uh, the actual team site. And then, of course, um, the foundation site um, is racerudine.org is the actual foundation site. So go check them out. Um, I know that you can't do all this by yourself, so we got about 30 seconds. Uh, talk about your sponsors, anybody who helps you with your racing. No, absolutely. So, um, obviously, the Race Rudine Foundation is, uh, you know, something I'm supporting this year. I got this year coming on board, uh, Northwest Welding and Fabrication. Um, I got Gate Champion Racing Oil, Purple um, X Race Chassis, uh, Borden's Auto Parts, Highline Performance, um, Devo Transport. Um, you know, just just to name a few there. Um, I guess those are my those are my biggest supporters and people who help me. Hikes Homes, Benoit Farms. Um, you know, those those were my main. Uh, main and biggest supporters team racing products they help us out with a lot of the components on our cars and uh like i said triple x they, they help us out with the cars too as well so those are uh those are my biggest uh sponsors and um people who are who are helping me uh hit the road so i can't thank all of them enough where can fans follow you on social media Devin? yeah absolutely so you can go to facebook it's just Devin borden racing d-e-v-o-n Borden, B-O-R-D-E-N, and then racing. Make sure you give me a like, a follow, and then um, you got, if you got Instagram, Devin underscore Borden, and, uh, you know, those are the, those are the two, two main ones I'm super active on. So um, make, sure you, make sure you go there and, uh, you know, follow my journey uh, and, and keep up to, up, up to date with what we're doing. So uh, I, I appreciate everything. Well, thanks for uh, being on, Devin. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Did a great job. Uh, and we're going to step aside. When we come back, we will have our final segment on what's been a very quick edition of the Lead Lap Radio Show presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Don't go anywhere. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap. This is our uh, final lap, uh, final segment already. Man, it's just been uh, it's just been a very quick uh, couple of hours here on. Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Radio. Um, we uh, we obviously started with the Inside Pass at seven o'clock Eastern, and then this show lead lap. Um, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun to do this uh, two different, distinctly different uh, shows, and so uh, a lot of fun uh, to to do both of these each Monday night here. And we hope that you're enjoying it. Okay, um, gosh, James, uh, we've got just a few minutes left in this show, and um, David Borden, first time, I think, on national radio. And I got to tell you, you don't get many young drivers like that who you just kind of, they're, they're, they're wind-up dolls. Basically, just pull the string and they talk. He did a great job for his first interview. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, he did a great job. I mean, he came on there and he answered the questions above and beyond what you asked. Yeah, I mean, great story, he, too. He sat there and told you everything you wanted to know about what he was doing during the season, how you could find him, yeah. everything. I mean, most of the time they get on there and they're just really shy and say a few words. I mean, he had no fear and he told you a great story. So he did a really good job. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's, uh, let's get back. We can get to, uh, get to get your opinion on the, on the chili bowl. Did you have a chance to, uh, to watch it? And what did you, what did you think about? Yeah, I watched the chili bowl. Um, you know, it was hit or miss. You know, I thought the track was, not quite what it uh, has been in years past, yeah. and I think I kind of have an idea what that contributed to. They missed Tony. Uh, they missed Tony. Yeah, uh, that guy there, Tony Stewart. That man can just—I don't know how he does it or what he has, but he can just see dirt. Like yeah. he can speak with it. Like literally, he can yeah. talk to the dirt, and it can tell him what it wants, <laughs> and he can make it happen. Um, and I know he said he was texting and trying to help him, but it just—it wasn't the same. And yeah. I, I think you know having Tony there and him working on the dirt is what makes that race a lot different. And I think that hurt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I thought overall, I thought it was a great week there. And again, I have to majorly applaud all of the folks uh, who put that on because, you know, with all the, the regulations and all of that, uh, 
and really, I have to give credit to everybody that went there too, because oh, everybody yeah. cooperated. You had to I mean, with the was, situation. If I you mean, didn't work with it, then it wasn't going to work, and you weren't right. going to get to watch the race. Yep. And I think everybody did a phenomenal yep. job, like you said. Yep. So you got to balance the uh, the good with the bad. Okay. So you know, we're now about four weeks out from Daytona, and uh, um, I know that. Uh, for the last good number of years, you've been involved with one team or another in one situation or another. Are you kind of just getting antsy, uh, not being away from it and not being in the middle of this sort of preseason last, uh, down the stretch prep run? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it gets into your blood and you love it as much as it, it's a lot of work. You're just a racer and you love to do it. It's something that you enjoy doing. I mean, you walk in there and you just see the progress, uh, from breaking everything down, your scales and your toolbox down to pretty much nothing, and then watching it rebuild uh, over the next week or so, so you're ready to go because yeah. you got that first car in there. You're getting it prepped. All your toolboxes are done. All your tools are new, nice, fresh, cleaned up, and you're ready to go put a show on. Because most of the time, every team that I've been a part of, I can say has went out there, feels like they have a shot to go win Daytona when yeah. they put that car together because. They've prepped so much during the off season that when they go to Daytona, they say, hey, this can be our year. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. A uh, little bit of, I'll call it breaking news just because it's just now coming out. From Front Row Motorsports, who's been very busy the last couple of weeks in the newswire, um, Freight Auctions has increased their partnership with Front Row Motorsports. They are now going to be uh, primary sponsors for six races on, uh, I think, the 34 car of uh, Michael McDowell. And the first race is going to be at the Daytona Road Course. So Front Row Motorsports continuing to pick up sponsors. They've got new driver Anthony Alfredo, who replaces John Hunter Nemechek, who went uh, back to the truck series with Kyle Busch Motorsports. And uh, now they've added uh, more races for their sponsor, Freight Auctions. Front Row is a team I feel like that the sponsors really that are, that are with them enjoy that relationship. Bob Jenkins, I don't think, gets enough respect. I feel like the, the car owner that you just worked for, Bob Levine, um, and his group at, at uh, uh, Levine Family Racing, Bob was very well respected in the garage area. And I think Bob Jenkins is much like Bob Levine in that sense. The fans don't know a lot about him because, of course, Front Row is not a front-running team as of right now. But Bob Jenkins and his ownership of all of the Yum Brands restaurants and the other uh, businesses that he has, um, he just does a great job. And this is really his golf game. It's his passion. He loves it. And I love seeing sponsors like Freight Auctions that... Uh, get involved there and then just slowly increase um, because that's only going to be to the benefit of that team. And I think this could be a team that when we get to the reset next year, I think this could be a team that takes a leap because of that fact. Um, Because as it is, I feel like they're getting closer to being consistent top 10 to 15. I don't think they're that far away from that status now. No, and it helps um, Bob having drivers like Kaz Grala and um, Michael McDowell and all these yep. other smaller teams like Corey LaJoy and Justin Haley and all these guys on those teams that appreciate that sponsorship they yep. get as much as they do. That is another aspect of it. These drivers have to um, be willing to go that extra mile for these sponsors, and those drivers are, and that's something that these smaller teams are able to find is that driver that can do that. And McDowell, uh, I've worked with him. He's went above and beyond with sponsors, and that's why people attract to him, and he's one of the nicest guys in the garage. So um, for McDowell to get a sponsor that's going to be on his car for more races increasing, I'm really happy to see that for him because yeah. he's a great guy. I am too, and uh, Front Row is a fun fun team, good bunch of people, and, of course, uh, the tie-in now with uh, David Gilliland Racing uh, started last year with the truck that uh, Todd Gilliland piloted and will again for the 2021 season, and I feel like somehow that's going to eventually result with Todd being in a cup car for front row racing at some point. We'll have to see how that develops. But uh, that was 
A little bit of news that just came off the newswire, and I wanted to make mention of it because, again, we need the Front Row Motorsports to survive and to be able to at least be competitive uh, in the middle of the field in order to, um, you know, to encourage more of these car owners to get involved. We talked on the inside pass about um, Trackhouse Racing and, of course, Pitbull, the singer, not a dog, um, getting involved as a partner. And I just love this, James, for any number of reasons, all of them good. But I think the biggest thing that this does, first you have Michael Jordan, now you got Pitbull, you're developing NASCAR now is starting to get the reputation again for being cool. Yeah. And that's something I think that, I mean, you know, a lot of the aging fan base that are just old and bitter, frankly, just can't uh, stop complaining about everything NASCAR does. Um, And so I think it's great that we've kind of got this sort of uh, culture shift going here and uh, you get some some diversity into the sport and some new eyes on it. Um, And I think this is going to be an interesting pairing because you've got Ty Norris over there who certainly knows what he's doing with managing teams, a lot of um, experience there, and uh, Justin Marks, who's a very passionate and enthusiastic team owner um, and a successful racer as well, and Daniel Suarez. And I feel like the road courses benefit that team a little bit this year, James. And I think that, uh, again, this could be a team that probably won't be a huge factor in the beginning of the season. But as the season goes on and we get to the back half of the year, I'm going to be interested to see how they develop. And again, I think um, going into 2022 and we get to the reset, it's game on because you don't know who's going to adapt to those cars first. They're very sports car oriented, this new car. And Suarez, again, coming from the background of the road racing, it could be um, that he's in good shape for 2022 for that team to kind of elevate itself. Yeah, um, you're correct on that for sure. These smaller teams that are just getting formed up this year, um, if they come out really hitting here this year, that's only going to make 2022 that much better yeah. for them. So you got to look at Spire because they're just created their own organization this year. How are they going to come out in 2022? Right. Trackhouse, um, the 2311 team, these are the teams that – you know, could get really good footing this year and then really come out next year on a tear because they're um, well-established and ready to go. So I'm excited for that. And then the Pitbull thing, I mean, I think it's great that the diversity is coming into NASCAR. You're bringing the Latinos in, and you also now got Michael Jordan in. And I think that is phenomenal for NASCAR to to not allow, but to have that come into the sport and show that, hey, we're going to allow you to come in and allow you to be part of our family with open arms. And that is phenomenal to me. For sure. Um, one note, too, from over the weekend, um, David Gilliland Racing had a test um, at um, New Smyrna for uh, Joey East out of California, who is going to run uh, about six races in the Arca Menards East Series. And Joey was actually unofficially faster than the pole time from last year's race by over a second. Wow. (laughs) So for those of you who have not heard of Joey East, the spelling is I-E-S-T is how his last name is spelled. JoeyEastRacing.com. Go get to know him because they call him the beast. The kid is a farmer during the day. His family owns uh, a giant farm, and uh, he and his brothers work all day on the farm, and they're not in school. And Joey is one of these kids you would never, ever see it coming. He's like a Jekyll and Hyde. When you, he is the nicest, gentlest young, young person off the uh, track. You put a helmet on him, and, boy, that kid's got it. And uh, to be about a second and a half faster than uh, the pole speed from last year's race is a pretty big accomplishment. So uh, I think Joey is going to be certainly one to open some eyes when it comes to his uh, number of starts this year in the NASCAR, or sorry, the ARCA Menard Series East. And uh, he's also going to be running uh, the SRL uh, races out west with that touring series also. So uh, just thought I would throw that in there. That was uh, some pretty incredible news from uh, down in Florida over the weekend. Okay, so that wraps it up for Legal App for tonight. want to thank 
Uh, first of all, our uh, primary sponsor, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Go visit their website. If you need a new trailer or anything that you pull behind a vehicle for any purpose, uh, go to Victory Custom Trailers and check out what they have. Remember, they'll build it for you. If they don't have it, and they'll build it to your specifications. Also, thanks to the folks at mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. If you are looking for a first career, a change of career, mycomputercareer.edu may be your answer. And for James Mellick and all the folks from WSIC and uh, the Performance Motorsports Network, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with Motorsports Madness. See ya. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.